time. And he made this time for us. In fact, the impossible actually is what has to happen so that when God's Spirit is poured out, and it is being poured out, the impossible will happen. We get to witness it. He is glorified when these kind of times come. So this year we may see things that are absolutely impossible, but all things are possible with God. And it builds our faith, too, to see impossible things happen where we thought there would be no way. So don't listen to the, the doom and gloomers. God is on the move, and that is why the enemy is raging. Now, that brings me now to our verse this year is going to be all about the harvest. Luke 10, verses 1 and 2. And I want to take a moment and teach a little bit on this as well. But we're going to go there right now. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to, into every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This should be our chief prayer this year. This is going to be a year of harvest. And so we need to be praying, Lord, send more harvesters into the harvest field. We know that as the Spirit poured out, and Joel 2 is very clear on this, as the Spirit poured out in the beginning, in the spring, that was called the former rains, in the spring, so that was around the feast time of, of Passover, Christ crucified, unleavened bread, Christ conquering, and first fruits, Christ resurrected, and then Pentecost, which was the Holy Spirit coming and empowering. Those feasts were right around the same time as what was called the former rains and this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, Joel 2 then says there will be latter rains just like before. So it's interesting to me that in this time of harvest, there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like there was at the beginning. And that's because the times that we're coming into are going to even seem more impossible than those times back then, which led to the Acts of the Apostles. And now a new chapter, as it were, of the Acts of the Sons and Daughters of the Living God at the end of the age. What do I mean by that? Think about Jesus' time. Think about coming up against a pagan Roman empire that embraced pederasty, that embraced murdering people for sport, and other godless, horrible things. I mean, they even had purging rooms where they would eat so much that they would just vomit it back up and then keep eating. That kind of gluttony. So in this time, as, as Holy Spirit is being poured out, is because just like in the beginning with the former rains, now we have the latter rains. And that means we're going to be seeing things that we have never seen before. And you hear some of the foretaste of this from the church in China. People going and knocking on a door that they were told by the Lord to knock on, and that happened to be the Christians there. Or in Iran, where the man in white visits them and tells them to go to apartment number whatever, and they go to that apartment, and it happens to be the Christians that are there. These would be life and death choices. 
And then also seeing people healed miraculously, delivered from the demonic. And when we see this kind of thing happen, it does build our faith, but it also brings everyone to a point of decision. And that is really the key to this time of harvest, that everybody is going to have to decide. There is no middle ground. You're not going to be sitting in the middle of the road. The only thing in the middle of the road are dead skunks. What we're going to see is everyone brought to a place of decision. And it's coming, and coming quickly here in 2024. So we need to be people who not only know the signs of the times, but we know what to do about it. We know who we are in Christ, and we know who it is that empowers us and has given us authority over all the power of the enemy. To Watch him glorified and honored and watch his kingdom expand. Even when there's great darkness, there is great light, and we are all called to greatness, to glorify him and him alone. And that brings us now, I hope we have the introduction ready. I've been very excited about this. We're going to roll the new introduction for Patriot Radio. Thank you, Travis. Roll the clip. Good afternoon, fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State. Brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries. In the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news, where it's not about right or left, it's about right and wrong. It's about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ. About not ending in prayer, but moving to action. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, deliver us from the evil one. I love it. And that's what it's really about. We are put in a time to change the world, and Jesus Christ has put us here for that exact purpose. But it's not to change the world for ourselves, it's to change the world for his kingdom. And that brings us now to the good versus evil segment today. It is important to understand what people believe. And, and right now, the, the veneer has been removed. Now, we've been talking about this for 20 years now. But a lot of people didn't believe it. They, they could not fathom that what I was saying was true. That what people like Alex Jones were saying was true. And yet, we are now here, and they're just admitting it in the open right now. It used to be in this country that being a member of the Communist Party was a crime. It, and it is a subversive organization. It is antithetical to Western civilization. Communism is anti-Christ. In fact, those that follow Karl Marx are of an anti-Christ spirit. And so, it shouldn't surprise everyone that People are now coming out very blatantly, very publicly, and just admitting it, which is one reason you should stop giving to your alumni association if you graduated from one of these colleges. You shouldn't send your kids there either. Go ahead and roll the clip. What's the only influence on me? Of course not. I couldn't do that even if I tried to or imagined I could. But Marx is not excluded, and that may be the key thing here. I take Marx seriously. I think he had very important insights to teach us 
and I certainly make use of those in the work that I do, in the approach I have, in the arguments I try to present to you. So Richard Wolff there is a uh, professor who taught economics at Yale, among other universities. We should reject communism outright. It shouldn't even be up for discussion because it is, again, antithetical to Western civilization and the free market. And the problem is with a lot of people, they don't think that their college could be possibly teaching it when virtually all colleges are teaching that in the United States of America now. And the, and the handful that are not, those are the ones we need to be talking about, sending our children to. Arizona Christian University, for example. Great example, actually, of that teaching about the free market, teaching about Christian values and teaching about the foundations that made America great. This is, this is something that we can no longer just say, ah, it's not as bad as you guys are saying. No, it is that bad. And again, forces us to make some critical decisions. And that brings us to your daily intelligence briefing. And we're going to talk now about some predictions. And one of the predictions I made back in 2022 was that there would be an invasion of Ukraine. We, all, we called it almost to the day, an invasion of Ukraine. It would be war between Ukraine and Russia. And then there would be war with Israel and Iran. And then there would be war between Taiwan and China. Well, these are bearing out right now, as you're going to hear. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Middle East today. But also, I made one other prediction about what Biden would do. Let's go ahead and roll that clip. I'm saying that. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but I believe tonight that the pretender in the White House is going to declare many Americans essentially enemies of the state. And that's exactly what he did. And he's going to continue that trend coming into the election in 2024. Remember, the narrative is to tie Trump to Russia, all of us to Trump. And then when World War III breaks out, try to use war powers to round up all conservatives and patriots, at least the major ones that disagree with the current regime. So if we are called enemies of the state... Has anybody else been labeled an enemy of the state? Well, yes, actually, that has happened with prophets like Elijah. We're called enemies of the state. Prophets were hunted down. But again, in a time of great darkness, there was and is great light. What we need to focus on is not that we're being labeled enemies of the state. We need to focus on continuing to preach the truth of the gospel. We need to continue to preach the gospel of the kingdom. We need to continue to preach the truth that is enshrined in our Constitution and those things that have made this country great, like the free market, like the right to bear arms, and the fact that free speech is not just for a select group of people, it's for everyone. And that brings me next to the China segment. Whew, man, a lot of stuff happening in Asia today. We're going to go through this one by one for the first time in years coming to us from OSINT, uh, breaking open source intelligence for the first time in years. The Association of Southeast Asian Nations issued a joint statement regarding specific disputes in the South China Sea. We closely follow with concern the recent developments in the South China Sea. 
that may undermine peace and security and stability in the region. They will seek to uh, uphold stability in our maritime sphere and rejected the claim by China that the disputes are bilateral concerns among nations involved. In other words, just between China and whoever. No. Well, the Asian said that eh, it involves everybody. This is a huge check against China as these countries now are coming together against this Chinese spread and Chinese dictatorship under Xi Jinping. That brings us next to Indo-Pak news. In a massive setback for China and a big win for India, Chinese ships have been banned from entering Sri Lankan ports for a year. That comes to us from the Hindustan Times. The reason that this is important is now India is beginning to win also an economic war. And you're going to see more of this where certain ports are only open to certain countries. And it is going to become a new cold war, if you will, until it becomes a new hot war. And that alignment of countries is going to shape up in the first part of this year. And I'm going to tell you why. Because in a little over a week, Taiwan has its elections. And it does look like those who believe in Taiwanese independence are about to win. Which brings us to the next article from Indopac News. Taiwan's sovereignty belongs to its people, presidential frontrunner says. Taiwan's sovereignty and independence belongs to its people. And wow, that is a testy debate between Taiwan and China. For a statement to come out like that, he wins. That doesn't mean the Chinese invade immediately. But what it does mean is tensions ratchet up dramatically. And that includes with North Korea, which is a Chinese proxy. And as you've heard on this show, very likely to be the tripwire or the trigger for a world war. Well, it's interesting that the North Korean dictator just said over the weekend that he had ordered his army to prepare for a war to defeat the West. And th th this rhetoric continues. And yes, a lot of it is just rhetoric, but it continues in greater and greater frequency. Something is about to happen here in the next few months. And that brings us next to Visegrad 24. Again, another indicator war is in the offing. Another angle of the stabbing attack on South Korea's main op opposition leader. Uh, looks like an attempted assassination. We, we don't know the status, at least as of the show right now. We don't know the status of the opposition leader, Lee Jae Myung. What I do know is that that opposition leader was close to China and was a little more pro-China than Many in the West would like. So I find this very interesting. I think this is another indicator that sides are being taken and there is a line being drawn in the sand. That brings us next to OSINT Defender and the Middle East. The National Security Service of Turkey is claiming to have conducted an operation which resulted in the arrest of 33 individuals with links to Israeli intelligence and who are planning to kidnap and kill a number of senior Hamas officials who reside in the country. I find that fascinating because that is right on the heels of an Israeli airstrike just this last night that took out senior Hamas leadership. We're going to get to that here in a second. So uh, very likely that the relations between Turkey and Israel is uh, going to be this way for a while uh, and continue down and I, I, I would consider this um, 
I would consider this another indicator of a broader war that is already happening. Turkey on the Sunni side, obviously, but warring with Saudi Arabia on who should be in charge of Sunni Islam. Uh, the Saudis quietly siding with Israel. This, this has the uh, potential of breaking into something that we can't even really fathom right now. Turkey does have one of the largest armies in the Middle East, and they're known as fierce fighters. So could this be a resurgence of the Ottoman Empire? Remember the date, March 3rd. Remember that date, the date the caliphate was abolished, the 100th year anniversary coming up here in only a couple of months. That brings us next on Open Source Intelligence. To the U.S. military said Sunday that it had opened fire and destroyed several small Houthi boats after they attacked a cargo ship in the Red Sea. In other words, the United States has engaged in a naval battle with the Houthis in Yemen. And in addition to that, according to OSINT Defender, a joint statement is reportedly expected to be made in the coming hours. And this was a couple days ago when they put this out, that the United States, Britain, and an unknown European country are announcing final preparations for a large-scale military operation against those terrorists in Yemen. So I think this is broader than just a naval war. It looks like there may be an actual military operation in the offing in Yemen. That brings us next to open-source intelligence. Iran officially became a member of the BRICS economic bloc Sunday. So now, again, you have these this polarization occurring. And Saudi Arabia also, very interestingly there, Ethiopia, Egypt, and the UAE becoming members as well. And Argentina, very conspicuously, denying membership at the very last minute. Thank you, Javier Malay. And that brings us to J. Michael Waller. Looks like Hamas demonstration of capability to take down an airliner inside the United States of America. Anti-Israel protesters launched a large balloon in front of the JFK airport, trying to shut down the airport during one of the busiest travel days of the year. Why would they do that? To demonstrate the fact that they can disrupt air travel. And I would expect this to continue and increase in frequency over the year. But he is not overstating this. There have been plans in the works for years for some of these terrorist cells to do things like this, to shut down not just air traffic, but also truck traffic on our major interstates. That brings us next to Visegrad 24. Israel uses a drone to wipe out senior Hamas leader Salah al-Aruri and a number of his aides as they were meeting with Hezbollah officials in Beirut, Lebanon. Um, there's a list of the folks that were hit. There's also a couple of other senior leaders of Hamas that were killed. And Hamas came out and said, well, we're not going to engage in truce negotiations anymore. Well, I, I don't think really Israel was much interested in that. But Israel has promised to strike them wherever they are, and I believe them. Uh, there had been a massacre at the U.S., or not the U.S., but at the Olympics. And during that time, Golda Meir, who was then uh, the prime minister of Israel, instructed Mossad to hunt down all of the members, I believe it was called the Black September um, organization, hunt them all down and kill them this, when the Israelis say that, this is what they mean. They will hunt all of these senior Hamas leaders down and kill them. And again, I believe that this is the kind of flashpoint that will bring this into a broader war. But it is important to understand 
that this is not in a vacuum. And that brings us to the next article from Visegrad 24. Yasser Arafat was a creation of the KGB. You've heard me say this on the show before. Yasser Arafat was a KGB agent. Mahmoud Abbas. Again, Ayman al-Zawahiri, trained at Balashika in the former Soviet Union. In other words, the KGB, according to General Mihai Pachipa, who is one of the highest ranking defectors to the, to the West from the former Soviet Union, he said they had infiltrated 4,000 KGB agents into Muslim organizations in the Middle East to be a buffer against the West. This is true. So Russia is still ran by a former KGB agent. KGB is still in charge. There is connection here between what's happening in the Middle East, what's going to happen in China and, and uh, the Asian Pacific region, and what is happening in Ukraine as well. Russia has been involved in this since the beginning, and we know this because the defectors who came here told us that, especially Anatoly Galitsyn. So we, we got to stop looking at this in a vacuum and see it in its proper context. And that brings us next to Red Sea crisis spills over to African ports, choking global supply chains, fuel exports to U.S. and Europe. Coming to us from the Epoch Times, hundreds of merchant ships divert from key waterway to escape Houthi drone and missile attacks, but face long delays at Africa's inefficient harbors. And expect that to not only impact trade, but also impact prices on goods as this year continues. And that brings us to the last thing on the Middle East front, and that is from Technocracy News. Now, I debated putting this in the globalist segment because it is kind of globalist, but is Saudi Arabia constructing a future Babylon? Well, it's called Neom and actually covers the place where Moses walked, at least it's planned to, and it's a super city. Dozens of miles Dozens of miles in width and length. Is this the future Babylon? I, I don't know. This is a fascinating article and a fascinating hypothesis. I think we'll maybe talk about that a little bit today with our guests because so much weird stuff is coming out right now. But it does bear, it, we should keep it in mind that this stuff now that was written in scripture can be used can be seen to see with the lens that other people can't see with. And therefore, when you see something like Neom come up and, well, it's in kind of the same area, could it be a modern Babylon? Well, yeah, it could be. It wasn't the understanding of the early church fathers, but could it be in the spirit of Antichrist? And the answer is, yeah, of course it could be. And we should keep our eyes on things like this, but not be too distracted by them. That brings us next to the Russia front. Coming to us from Visegrad 24, Poland deployed two F-16 fighter jets to its border with Ukraine this morning after it was informed with uh, that a massive wave of Russian missile strikes was planned against Ukraine. Poland will use its F-16s. Listen to this, everybody. Poland will use its F-16s to shoot down any Russian missiles heading for Polish territory because one crossed into Pol Polish territory just last week. Again, a flashpoint potentially. Flashpoints everywhere at this moment. And that brings us to the national front. Coming to us from World Net Daily, 231 U.S. service members demand court marshals over forced COVID shots. Well, what's interesting about this is not necessarily this article, 
But the new recruiting ads and recruiting posters are now saying COVID vaccination not required in gigantic bold letters and underlined. Obviously, they made a mistake. And now they're worried they're not going to beat, uh, meet recruiting targets prior to a world war. That brings us next to Gateway Pundit. Liz Cheney's J6 committee deleted or destroyed interview with top Secret Service official Robert Engel that likely would exonerate Trump. War Room video. We're going to go ahead and post that up on the timeline here in, in a little bit. Um, yeah, of course. They're manipulating evidence. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Congress should be called to account for that. And a little bit of good news coming to us from Western Journal. Harvard's Claudine Gay resigns, ending the shortest presidency in Harvard University's history. We'll just go ahead and leave that there. Now, one other thing I want to get to before we get to our guest today is that there have been some very unusual things happen. Many of you saw that there was an earthquake in Japan that had generated some tsunamis. They weren't... Uh, Hugely catastrophic, but this morning I saw on Raw's alerts something very interesting. If we could pull that up right now, not only was there an earthquake, 2.3 earthquake that struck outside of Washington, D.C., but also a 1.7 magnitude earthquake near New York. There is a shaking happening. Very fascinating that it happened to be those two places on the same morning followed in quick succession. Now, we have some local stuff to talk about. Coming up here in Spokane, Washington at the Convention Center on January 18th through the 20th, Dr. Ziga's Holy Spirit Comforter Conference. Andre Shapoval is slated to be here as well as Misha Fomenko along with yours truly and many others. If you have never been to the Holy Spirit Comforter Conference, it is an absolutely fantastic, life-transforming event. So please join us there coming up on January 18th through the 20th. We'll have more information out, but you can always find this at Grace for All Nations, Dr. Ziga's Ministries, and make sure you do register or at least Get the dates and figure out what time you're going to be there. A lot of times when uh, Pastor Andre Shapoval is speaking, the whole place is packed out. So we want to make sure that everybody knows that ahead of time and gets there early and tells their friends and their family. I want to check the current. Nope, we don't have anything. Good. All right. That is the briefing. Remember the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Thank you to everybody that has been praying for us. And remember, share Patriot Radio. Go to Rumble, subscribe, follow us on Telegram for real-time breaking intelligence reports. And remember also to share this with your friends and family so they can be in the know as well. And that brings us to our guest today. Really been looking forward to this, Pastor Casper McLeod. He's a revivalist and freedom fighter. In addition to being a pastor, he's also a singer and a songwriter, having produced beautiful worship music and recently contributed to the book, Solutions for the End Times, Plans for Blessing as We Reach the End of the Age. You can find his music at caspermcloudmusic.com. Pastor, it is great to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. I'm absolutely delighted to be with you today. And... Um what a great program that you're you're revealing things that need to be revealed, especially there's so many people that are not 
paying attention to what's been unfolding for quite a long time now. Quite a long time. I mean, this conspiracy obviously goes way back, but we can now look back at certain events and say, you know, that was a marker to show us they've been planning this for a very long time. It's interesting. There was a doctor that um, left America like 2004. It was like Jesse Ventranja, Ventura. Ventura, yeah, yeah. Ventura. And, and she was going, she's leaving America because she knew they were going to have a false vaccination for the entire nation. So 2000, how did she know that 20 years ahead? Yeah, how? <laughs> or Russian collusion before the war actually uh, broke out in earnest against your Ukraine. Very fascinating. And I want to talk a little bit about this before we get to the solutions for the end of the age. What do you think is coming for 2024? What You've been in prayer, I know, and, and uh, you know, the Lord has revealed some things to you. What can you tell everybody listening and watching today? I think now is the time that draws close as you can to the Lord Jesus Christ and Nazareth, Messiah, Yeshua. Um, there are so many signs of his return. We think about the first time he came as a, as, a, as a baby, and we just went through the Christmas season, and the Magi went looking for him because they were studying the Word of God in the Old Testament and knew he'd be born in Bethlehem. It's amazing that um, Herod's um, men, his advisors, they, they knew this as well when they, King Herod uh, inquired about them. None of them made the, the effort to go and see for themselves. Why was that? Not, not one of them went and traveled to Bethlehem. Well, let's go check it out, see if it's true. But here's the Magi doing it, right? And right now, I think more people than ever, even the secular people know something's up, something's coming, something's approaching. So I, you know, I get that question a lot almost every week. Somebody's asking me, what's going to happen next? And I, I go to Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the mm. word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. So um, I think really that's the place to start um, in understanding what's, you know, we have an eternal life after we graduate here from this present one. We're living a life right now to glorify the Lord Jesus is to live fearlessly into the future. Where right now you and I both know a lot of people around us are um, overwhelmed with the doom and gloomers and uh, all that sort of thing that's going on. And you got these wacky guys in the meeting in Davos, Switzerland, right? telling you what they're going to do and so i i from my perspective considering that god almighty is almighty he doesn't fear anyone or anything no nephilim giants no beastly dictators nobody yet you know dr evil klaus schwab and his nazi gang um none of the fallen angels masquerading as extraterrestrials no psychopathic globalist uh, transhumanist eugenicist depopulationist i i um he doesn't fear any of that. Why should we? Amen. Why if should we? If we're a child of God, just act like one all the time, right? I mean, whether we live or die, we're the Lord's. So I, I think as the world is continuing uh, in its defiance, its rebellion, it's, it's walking towards Armageddon. Um, and I, I think people at CERN and the various scientists there with their atom-smashing collider, underground collider, I think they're they're really a weapons development center. I've been you know, watching this unfold for years. I wrote about it um, in my book, Unmasking the Future Bacon, 2016, when that was published, and trying to you know, bring awareness to what's unfolding here. 
I, I think they're a weapons development um, facility. They think they're going to win at Armageddon. They serve a loser. They're never going to win. Everything the devil does and all those that follow him are always go into disaster. So and the word of God tells us when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, right? Your redemption is drawn close. So I, I think that's really what we need to do here. I think so too. And you brought up an interesting subject. So I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a rabbit trail right now. And that is about UFOs. I haven't talked about it on Patriot Radio very often, but there is a spiritual component to this. Even Tucker Carlson now is saying there's a spiritual component to this. What do you believe UFOs and extraterrestrials really is all about? Yeah, I, I've been following this for a long time. I've been a staff writer. I've done lots of conferences on this with my friend, Dr. Ale Mazzulli, um, when, you know, hardly anybody was talking about it. Um, so we're going back a couple of decades now. These are interdimensional demonic entities. And I think a lot of the, the technology that we have right now with the whole thing that unfolded after the Roswell supposed crash of the UFO, it wasn't a weather balloon, right? Um, right. I, this is what we're looking at. They, they, they act like a demon. They always say the same things. They're always talking to people. Um, they, are they abduct somebody, you know, a child, anybody that abducts any society. If you abduct a, an innocent child in the middle of the night and do sexual things to them, I mean, that's an atrocity. So, and, and the call, you know, the animal mutilations, I mean, all this stuff, right? It's, um, and how, Millions of people at this point have seen something they can't explain, mysterious lights in the sky, um, experience things, and they go to their pastors and they go, well, you should go to the secular psychiatrist, right? They, they can't even, we're the ones that have the answer. Why aren't they coming to us, right? right? We're the ones that have the definitive answers here. It's right from the word of God. But instead, you know, I think a lot of times the church, um, in, in some ways, they make themselves an obstacle. And, and they prevent people from, from coming and finding the truth here. So um, instead, you know, like they're, they're going, they're looking for answers, right? They're always the same kind of thing. We got, um, first of all, you can even get a PhD in astrophysicist now um, for searching on things like, you know, studies on Mars. I mean, there's actually no basis for the PhD, but, you know, hey, the, the educational system has been hijacked. It's now it's an indoctrination system. Um, and for example, how many college kids right now believe that gender is a choice? I rest my case. Right. So, so, so this whole end time great deception, which you could read about in your holy guidebook to the supernatural. I would start in Second Thessalonians two. Um, it goes along with that whole UFO and alien, you know, replacement religion, hand tailored for the kingdom of darkness the end times that, that cause people to be sent on a detour and then they crash into the new age lies and deception, dragging them away from the gospel truth. My friend Derek Gilbert from Skywatch TV had written a forward for my book in Unmasking the Future back in 2016, and he quotes it, like the National Geographic. So this 2012 revealed um, that 36% of Americans believe that UFOs existed. That, that's about 80 million Americans. Um, it's probably way more now. And then we, it was like 77% believed that the extraterrestrials were visiting the Earth. And then he compared that with um, the results of a 2009 survey 
uh, by Barna Group, which is, you know, the ones that study church statistics and what's going on in the church in America. So it's like 2009, there's only 9% of Americans that have a biblical worldview that define, you know, like the basic tenets of what it is to be a Christian, Christian doctrine. Doctrine's important because it equals truth. Like they believe the virgin birth of Jesus, the sinless life, um, the existence of heaven and hell. You've got some wacky um, guys posing as pastors today. There's one in Atlanta that's got, you know, a, a mega church that, that went on record and said, you don't have to believe in the virgin birth to be a Christian. I'm going, wait a minute. Without <laughs> the virgin birth, there's no Christian. What is, what is wrong with you? You don't even read the word, right? It tells us in Second Timothy 3, 13, you know, evil men, seducers, going to get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And, and yet here we hear all these... Um, and time, you know, prophecy, uh, prosperity guys telling us how wonderful it's all going to be. I mean, what Bible are reading? Um, it is going to be wonderful because God's got a great plan for each believer, each child of God. But, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of false prophets right now. And so I think when we look at the UFO phenomena, it's not about exploration. It's not about science. It's a new religion that offers false answers to life's biggest questions like, you know, what, what do most people really come to a, a, a place where they go, well, why, where did they come from? Why am I here? What happens when we die? I mean, that's the question they're all asking, right? So because the church isn't giving those answers like they should be doing, they're going to the UFO festivals in Roswell, New Mexico, and um, McMinnville, Oregon, Joshua Tree in California. And when you ask them why, why they keep going back there, you get the same answers. So, but we're looking for, you know, we want to know where, why we, we're here, what, what happens when we die, where do we come from? So, I mean, why they, to be, they need to be coming to the Word of God, because that's where the answers are. And then the churches, and, and I, I think for a, a lot of, you know, and God even tells us, I mean, right, I think 2020 was significant because it separated, you know, the, the supernatural churches that believe the Word of God. Amen. Do the word of God from the superficial churches, which just want to be popular, have a big building, you know, and then wave flags or whatever they do in there. So, I mean, it's, um, I don't think there's any coincidence, too, that there's the, the late Harvard psychiatrist, uh, Dr. John Mack. He found more than 36 points of correlation between the accounts of UFO victims and satanic ritual abuse. We're looking at interdimensional demonic entities. That's what we're looking at. They did not come. Millions of light years just to 